Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're uh, taking a trip back to Rammstein Town here on Thunderdome Metal Reviews. Uh, I'm the Dr. David Pizzo, as always. With me are Tracy, the chicken exterminator, Newport, and Ben, the 12 Jobs Lindsay. How are you gentlemen doing? Mas, mas, por favor. <laughs> yes, CC, senor. <laughs> Shit, dude. <laughs> the greatest track of their entire catalog. Hero <laughs> Puta, yeah. How are you, Ben? Yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> oh, man. So, as you probably guessed, as I basically give way, we're talking about Rammstein. We're talking about their uh, fifth album, I believe, Rosenrot. Uh, it came out in 2005. Uh, do you want me to do the production stuff since it's such a Deutsch? Yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. So it was uh, released on 20th October 2005, recorded from 02 to 05 because about half of this album came from the Reise Reise sessions, including the title track, which the record company was like, this track is awesome. And they're like, we're not using it. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, so it was recorded in at Teldex Studios in Berlin and then El Cortijo in Malaga, Spain. So the Spain and Berlin, which I think explains the track Tracy was just getting into. Uh, it's 48 minutes long, so hopefully Ben approved. It is yet again, like most of these, produced by Jakob Hellner, who does, uh, he's the Swedish producer who does Clawfinger and all the Rammstein albums. Uh, let's see. In terms of who's on here, of course, uh, Till Lindemann is there as always on vocals, Christoph Schneider on drums, Christian Lorenz, on keyboards, Oliver Riedel on bass guitar, Richard Kruspa on lead guitar and backing vocals, Paul Landers on rhythm guitar backing vocals. Then we got some additional musicians, Charlene Spiteri, question mark, on vocals, Bobo on backing vocals, Cristo uh, Hermandos on trumpet, uh, Carmen Zapata on vocals. Those are, of course, both on Dikira Puta. Uh, Olsen in Voltini string arrangement on track eight. Sven Helbig trumpet arrangement on Dikira Puta. And then Matthias Vilka did the choir stuff on tracks one, two, and four. So that's that's the album. That's a thing. Uh, I guess nobody really picked it. It just became part of our, our death march through Rammstein's catalog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Um, did you either of you gentlemen interface with this album when it came out? I not, didn't. Not when it came out. I think I somehow acquired this album like mid 2006 to 2007. Because I was, I don't think I've ever actually sat down and listened to this album. But as I was listening to it, I was like, man, I remember more of these songs than I thought mm-hmm. I did. So I think I've had some experience with it. Just kind of fell into the void of my drunken teen years. Yeah, I don't think that I had heard any of these songs before listening to this album for this week. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they didn't get a lot of radio airplay. Um, you know, I think they their I mean, popularity had waned somewhat. Part of the issue, of course, is it has no English on it at all. Like in terms of the stuff, to, well, that's how American audiences are. That's not. Yeah. A, I'm not accusing you of anything, Ben. I just mean in terms of why it just didn't really play much over here. Like, there's no English on it, and it's also slower. Like a lot of mm-hmm. like, if you want sort of industrial bangers, there's some of that on here, but not that much. I mean, isn't also the lead single off this album like, like if you're looking at it from a music video standpoint, a bunch of like 
IBF, Mr. Olympia bodybuilders just rubbing up on each other. Yes. I want our video. And that is consistent with the lyrics. As it is, we, it is. Which we'll get into when we do Tracy interprets Rammstein. That's still coming. I mean, out. I mean but that's not gonna get a lot of video time in America. It's not. Well, 2006 was a, a great, that was uh, the year that I had my uh, accident on the towboat. So if I heard it, I was in a uh, drug-induced stupor, so didn't, <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't notice it. Um, but I'm sure it didn't get a whole lot of play over here because of that. Um, and other than, yeah, um, there is no English, which that has just the female vocals that are in English. Uh, yeah that's true yeah, yeah that's true um so yeah and i'm sure and i doubt very seriously that that was released as a single over here so yeah you're probably completely right about that because americans we are terrible in our language learning anyway and yeah. our willingness to um travel with music that is in foreign language for more than like an album at a time or something at a time so yeah um you guys know i love Rammstein. I've been on this ride since the very beginning uh, in Germany when that first film came out. Uh, I got this album, of course, like seconds after it came out. Uh, it has never been, even from that moment forward, my favorite. I think some of what I said to you all about Reise, Reise and Rosenrode, I meant more about this album. Because remember, you're like, we listened to it and it was better than I expected. And I was like, ah, I kind of meant, they're sort of, it's sort of a double album. So they blur mm -hmm. together a time in my mind, but I think Rosenrod, I'll just go ahead and give it away. I think it's the weakest of their albums. I it's the weakest of the ones that we have listened to thus far. Yeah, Liebes for Alada and Deutschland are much stronger. The two that come after this are thunderous. So yeah, I think this is their weakest album. It's still quite listenable. There's things I like about it. We'll get into all that, but I just for me part of it is uh it's got a lot of down tempo shit on it. And, mm -hmm. and those are never my favorite Rammstein songs. I don't mind when they, because they do ballads, like, come in my boat. Anyway, I get that. <laughs> but there's like a ton of that on here. It's, it's weird. It really does feel like what it is, which is a bunch of leftover material from another album. And I really, I've, I couldn't find a list of which songs were from Rise Arise's sessions and which ones were new ones. But I think it suffered a tiny bit from being recorded at two different times. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And I feel like it probably might have done the split also, like based off tempo as well. Because Rise of Rise, it didn't feel like it had a lot of slow parts. Or it's been a, it feels like it's been a while since we've done Ramstein, but it's only been like a couple of weeks, I feel like. But we're living in COVID time, man. Yeah, it's it's all blurring together. But um, yeah. I feel like Rise of Rise also had a kind of more upbeat tempo stuff. And this one's. It did has a lower soul i mean you look at the album art for it it's a it's a icebreaker yeah icebreaker try the rise so like it's giving the imagery for it. it's gonna be a little bit slower a little more colder and a little more down tempo to it as well and the imagery for the album itself yeah this probably isn't fair but necessarily but this feels like an album of b-sides i actually kind of agree with you now, I know they said the record company thought Rosenquote was a banger, but I 100% I, I agree with you. That is kind of how it feels. Now, two of my favorite Rammstein songs ever are on this album, mm -hmm. and that pulls it up. Oh, I but, mean, it's still Rammstein. It's still good. Yeah, it's just, it's not, yeah. you know, it's, it's, not. It, as it's good like, as what has come before it. I, it's I like agree. pizza, pizza. It's good, but it's not the greatest. <laughs> no, right. I agree. It's... Um, 
Yeah, it's a little bit eclectic. It does feel tiny like B-sides. It is very down-tempo. It's more straight rock than industrial, and that's okay. Uh, it's it's a very listenable album. This is by far the most I've ever listened to it because, you know, usually when I get a last Rammstein album, I'm like a fucking pit bull. I never kind of let go. This one I kind of did. I mean, I pulled off, I mean, we'll talk about tracks later, the sort of two or three I really like, but that was kind of it. I never really listened to it as an album after that, which tells you something. Um, and you know, when assembling monster playlists, uh, really only three of those were these were on there. So this to me, this is definitely the album I, I go to the least. But again, it is well written. Man, they can play their fucking instruments. It's beautifully produced, like everything they do. Um, yeah. One thing that I like about the down ness of this is, again, is it allows you to really pay attention to the individual musicians in a way that you don't necessarily and like we did on Isa Isa, I gotta say the bass playing on this is really really good it is. Um, and it, the, the, because of the tempo of it and there are spaces where the, the guitars will kind of drop out and let the bass carry the the riff through that, that, that I I liked that aspect of it do I wish that there was more up-tempo stuff on here yeah yeah I do um, but but I, it did make me appreciate just the mus musical ability of everybody in the band even more than I already sure. did. Should we do Tracy Interprets Lyrics and then talk about songs? Is this the time in the episode for that? I think it is. I think it is, Tracy. I'm ready. So track um, one, Benzine. Yeah. Um, What's that about, Tracy? Benzos. I don't know. Benzos? Uh, benzene is gasoline inexplicably oh. i've never had a german sorry germany explain to me how that happened but i mean admittedly they sort of invented the internal combustion engine it's about gasoline which he wants as a substance flowing through his veins instead of like you know juice or water so it's him talking about he wants a power yeah. stuff like benzene give him fuel give him fire give him exactly flows out of his ears Ooh, the heart yeah. and the kidneys are motors i mean it's about the human body as a machine and well, no, when I'm we were talking about drugs in the I Hate God album, I mentioned the Russian crocodile, and that shit was cut with gasoline. I know. I almost lost it when you mentioned that. That shit, was <laughs> shit dude. Ain't your fucking skin. Uh huh. So, Betsy's about gasoline slash the human, the human machine. Uh, I think Tracy has a good idea what Mon Gag and Mon is about. Tracy, Just watch them. It's about big, meaty dudes wrestling with other big, meaty dudes covered in oil and. Uh -huh. Just having a fun time. Just uh, it, not at all homoerotic. Just yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, like it reminded it, me is like that. Oh, like they couldn't do gay porn, so they came as close as they could to doing gay sure. porn. Like, and I'll talk about how I feel about the song later. I've actually mixed feelings about this song, but yes, it's it's it is uh, it is very gay. So, and talking about the gay sexual, a very specific rendering of the gay sexual experience. That's what I'm going to say. When we talk about songs, I'll say more. Rosenrot, what's that about? I feel like that's like Red Rust. It's Rose Red in terms of the title. Mm, I don't know then. It's about a woman he's trying to please. It's telling him to do things like, go get me that, go get me that rose. And then the chorus, like you have to dig really deep wells to get to get clean water. It's the sort of the refrain over and over. Um, and deep waters aren't still. 
So I think it's sort of about the human heart and he's being manipulated and it's not a very uplifting song. It's fucked up. And I think the record company just heard it and was like, this is kind of a banger and sounds a little bit ballady. I can see why the record company really liked this and I love that Rammstein just kicked it. They're like, no. We're going to put it on a weird album full of B-sides recorded in Spain. <laughs> so uh, how about Spring and this song? Mm. I'd forgotten about this song. It's fucked. Like it has like this... I want to say it's about spring, but the sound of it has like a very dichotomy of like anger and aggression and like this, like a softer side to it. It is spring is jump. Mm -hmm. And so it is about a bunch of people are walking through the harbor. At first I thought it was in a small town for reasons I'll get to. Forgive me if I briefly go off about this song. Um, it's just more content for you, ladies and gentlemen. So it's clearly in a big city because he talks about it being a very tall bridge and it's a port and people are walking and a guy climbs up a bridge and uh, the crowd at least thinks he's going to kill himself and starts calling for him to do so. They start saying, jump, jump, jump. And he doesn't want to. And so he tries to climb. And, and the narrator, Lindemann, goes to the front because he wants to see it up close. He's like, I got to see this. I don't want to miss this. And then the guy tries to come back down. He like changes his mind or is implied later in the song, maybe actually never wanted to commit suicide in the first place. It's ambiguous. Because later he's like, I just wanted to look at the sun setting and just take in the view. I don't think so though. I think he was thinking of suicide and then changes his mind. They won't let him down, Tracy. They like scream until he goes back up to the top and it's like freaking out. And while he's like up there freaking out, deciding what to do, the narrator climbs up quietly, kicks him in the back to his death. And yeah, because part of the, the chorus is something, uh, don't disappoint me or something like that. Yes, don't yes, that is exactly what he says. And toy should make nice. Yeah. No, this song is devastatingly fucked up. It's sort of a suicide that turns into a quasi-communitarian lynching. So, which is interesting because it, the the video, or at least for Benson, um, has Flake attempting suicide in it. So that's that's interesting that that theme is on the it's and maybe that was just a shout out to it's like we're not going to make a single for spring so let's just make an allusion to it well ben video, you're about yeah. to you're about to get another one of these on track eight <laughs> so yes it is a recurring theme yeah. so tracy what about vobistu that's easy where that's are good. you yep where are you at where are you what do you think it's about where are you at happiness where are you at my love it's almost like creepy stalker guy trying to knowing Linderman, i feel like he's probably like where are you like a dude trying to creep on a girl trying to can't like find out where she's at so can be everywhere she's at yeah it's a sort of a dark ballad it's very a very rammstein ballad it opens with i love you I don't love you. I don't love you anymore. I don't love you anymore. That's what that opening is. The beautiful women aren't beautiful anymore. Warm hands are now cold. All clocks remain standing. You know, I look for you behind the light. Where are you? Where are you? So even though he doesn't love her anymore, he can't live without her and can't imagine being without her. 
uh, and talks about just searching for her anywhere, everywhere, even though in some ways the light has gone out on their relationship, which is, uh, you know, maybe some of us have been there, but that's, it's what I would call a sort of a, a, a dark ballad, maybe. I mean, it's not like Glenn yeah. Danzig dark. Nobody gets murdered for once, <laughs> which I cannot say for other songs on this album, like the, like spring, but that's where that's at. How about, you probably have a good sense of Stia Nishformia. One, it has an English subtitle, and two, it has English. I'd forgotten. You're right, Ben. The English female vocals. Strength's not for me. Oh, don't die before. Don't die before I do. Yeah, is that the actual title yeah. of it? Don't yeah. Die. Oh. For me. Yeah, yeah. Die not before me. Gotcha. Yeah. So the English is literally just the German translated. Oh, okay. I thought it was a call and response kind of deal where like the yeah, totally. Steve Nick for me led to the don't die before me yeah like party on parentheses till the break of dawn no it's not yeah. like that it's <laughs> I, I now want them to do a cover of that song though <laughs> um <laughs> don't mean but if they got that john anyway yeah. it's uh so yeah this song, it's a ballad i mean and unless screwed up held in the previous one but again this no, little ballad's romshine it's a pretty straightforward ballad it honestly. is weirdly. I so. mean, it, it could have been fucked up because my German is not good enough to know exactly what Till was saying, but the, the English made it seem like it, it is. That it up, is. So. All right. And then we get into what I would argue. I'm sorry, I'm giving it away. I think Zerstören and Hilfmir are two of their best songs ever, particularly as a sequence. Zerstören um, is a. Uh... Hilfmir is half me. Zerstören is, I want to say zero story, but I don't think that's not even remotely correct. Uh, Hilfmir is help me, and we'll talk about that in a second. Zerstören is destroy, the infinitive for to destroy, and it is about his complete and utter compulsion to annihilate. And I think this resonates with a number of things in German, the German experience. Yeah, Ben. Like he talks about like, uh, I want to lay everything in ash and soot. You know, I want to destroy everything, but it can't belong to me. He says it over and over, but it doesn't, it's stuff Nishmirgehorn, like it can't belong to me. Like I want to destroy shit, but it's not going to be mine. It's going to be yours. So it's sort of this litany of, and it's this, all these really graphic words for ways you can destroy, like blown up to a pulp, you know, shredded. Like, oh, it's a bunch of just, it's a roll call of verbs for annihilation. Uh, and the end of it is so fucking devastating. So after it's sort of almost like a thrash song, and it gets to the end, and there's that little fairy tale uh, with a little glockenspiel playing it out. And the fairy tale is about a really ugly, sort of like a misfit mutant type person who meets a blind woman, and they fall in love, and you know, Katatis lied. Like they say, they share suffering. And then he sees a shooting star, and he wishes she could see. Like he makes a wish: I wish she could see. And it ends with him saying, it's like, you know, she opened her eyes and left him that very night. Done. And that's like the end of that song, which I assume is the, this is how he got this way. So that sort of betrayal. Um, that's what's going on there. It's yeah. real fucked up. I also kind of wonder if that's not also a commentary on dealing with Germany's past. I think it is too. I agree. I thought, and I think the, the, nature of the words about yes i agree 100 percent. like you know open your eyes look at it nope i'm done here yeah 
So Hilfmere, what do you think that's about? And I don't know if they go together. They just always have seemed to to me as song. Maybe it's because I like both of them so much. I'm sorry we've kind of gone to tracks here, but what do you think Help Me Help Me is about? He's destroyed the one thing he cares about on accident. It's a little girl who's so that they don't actually go together thematically, but it's a little girl whose parents are gone. She's by herself. And she plays with matches because she's seen her uh, mom, like, I guess, light cigarettes. And so she's a firebug and she's playing with fire and she accidentally lights herself on fire and then lights everything in the room on fire and then dies and ascends towards the sky. Like it ends with her ascending from her charred corpse. Hmm. So it's just a kid that accidentally sets herself on fire from the perspective of the child. As it's yeah, that, that where it goes back and forth from the fire loves me to the That's fire intense. doesn't love me. It's yeah. that is fucking intense as hell. Yeah. Like, why is the sun round? Why? Why can I not become healthy? Is what it says over and over. It's oh, it's fucked up. Uh, Tikara Puta, I think you. Already... I, I love you, bitch. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. That's just... <laughs> that's the very PC version of it. Yeah. I don't think it's what it actually. Uh, is, I don't. Yeah, the way they're is, using it. <laughs> it's a ridiculous song. I'm sure they recorded after an enormous amount of liquor absence and space. It's bars. super catchy, but yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I'll just Foyer and Vosser. I'll just leave us out so we can actually talk about songs. It's about a dysfunctional relationship. Fire mm-hmm. and water don't belong together. Uh, and I, I burned in the water. It's about sort of dualities and contrasts. And then Ein Lied is just like, you know, it's about being a sick. It's called, it's Ein's a song, and it's just all about making music. And I pulled up the lyrics here. It's like, uh, we're born for music. Uh, you know, we, uh, we serve your ears whenever you're sad. We'll play for you. It's sort of like a, 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 like a leading out. It's almost like an old school like a vaudeville kind of like good night ladies and gentlemen like we played it we played a ditty for you essentially and we'll keep doing it it's a weird song i don't know uh i think the album ends a little bit weak i have to i know i've sort of trailed it to tracks here but we guess we should talk about tracks someone that isn't me obviously i've said said too much you said just enough Mm. um it's weird because, uh, as I said, I think this is the weakest album, but there are good songs on it. I actually like Benson as an opener. I think that's really good. Mon Gek and Mon, it's okay, but Sivchnikt Vormir, I really like. Sestorin, Hilfmir, Tikero Puta, I also like that one. So those are the ones that really stick out to me. I think I like the um in light a little better than david did because i thought that was an okay closer even though i didn't know exactly what it was but man those are the ones that i i really enjoyed uh for me i enjoy mongi gaman i don't know i think it's just that's a stockholm syndrome i've just heard it so much that it's like okay i know it and i like it so far uh phobus do uh, Zestorin and Hifmia and Tekiraputa are probably my five songs. Sure. That I'll, I'll pull off the sub. Uh, I think Benzine is a good opener. Uh, I like it. Mangeg and Mon, I only like sort of okay. I have ambiguous feelings about it. I mean, it essentially, I think its portrayal of homosexuality is a much older sort of 
in midnight in the park wearing leather kind of thing. And that is, I suppose, a facet of the homosexual experience. Uh, and, you know, the, he's not a particularly good person, but, you know, plenty of gay people are good people. So I don't, there's, a, there's this, I don't know, I, I feel I'm not in some ways qualified to even judge this as not someone who's not a member of that community. So I, that's where I'll leave that. It's not my favorite song. Uh, Holes and Road, it's okay. It's it's pretty good. It's a little down tempo for me, but it's pretty. And I like the lyrics. Spring, I like. Jesus, is it disturbing, but it's a good song. I forget to uh, That's a good song. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then I could do without these two ballads, not going to lie. I love Tischerholen and Hilfmeer. As I said, those are two of my favorite Rammstein songs, period. And then I got to admit, the whole back end of the album, eh, you know, it's all right. But, you know, Tikir Puta is to me more silly than good. Feuer and Wasser is all right. And lead is all right. But I just, I kind of only like half the songs on this album. The other ones are all are fine. But, and it's still a very good album. I mean, in some ways, they're a victim of me comparing them to all their other albums. But yeah. I think it's a little bit hit or miss. Yeah, I would, I would not say that there's a bad song on the album. It's, it's just a, a bunch of stuff that's just... If it was mixed into other albums, it would just be filler. It's just all of it's concentrated into this album, which it's not a bad way to do it, I guess. Um, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you you talking about Man Giga Mine reminded me of uh, I was on a subreddit, uh, one of the reading subreddits I'm on, and somebody was looking for recommendations for a book as a as a gay male. They're looking for sub books that involve like a fantasy book that had gay men in it as some of the more protagonists and they said one of the issues they have with reading like some books like say if a woman writes it or like some people have written like gay characters and like they said that what bothered them is like it had two gay male characters and, and that they do stuff like oh we need to get on google to see how to have gay sex because and you know kind of like their experience of like trying to figure that out because a woman was writing from her perspective how she imagined gay people were and like kind of like the differences of like perceived communities and how some people like come to an understanding of it. I mean, male authors, as you know, for years, centuries have tried to portray women and their desires and feelings and are terrible at it. Yeah. Holy shit. Especially in the like the male gaze, especially in the like romance or the sort of film noir or mystery genres, it's a disaster. So yeah. men could kind of fuck right off. But yeah, it's hard. I, I'm not someone who thinks that you can only write about your own experience. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I think the world would be poor if that were the case. But it's hard. And you've got to be really, you've got to talk to people. You can't just be like, you know what? I, I think I know what it's like being gay. Yeah, you and can't I, roll out of bed and do it. You actually have to put yes, in that's time it. to learn what the experience is and do the reading, do the talking, do the studying, and then come to an understanding. It can't just be, you know what? Yes, I'm going no, to write as this bisexual like, whatever today. Like fucking Aristotle. It's purely deductive <laughs> reasoning, right? right like as opposed right, yeah. to like I've not got any data. I'm just gonna sit here and use my mind brain and imagine what it's like being gay. Like, no, you're not dipshit. Yeah, you're not writing a dissertation in 1930. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I saw somebody on Twitter said that they saw a dissertation from the 1780s that was eight pages. Yeah. <laughs> with title page. Yep. Wow. Uh, good times. Did you guess what you could have got on eight pages for your dissertation? Maybe. Yeah, I'd just like to get if... my dissertation done. Yeah. What if they had to be the best eight pages ever? 
This is just uh, a tribute right. to those. Uh, this is not the dissertation. It is only a tribute. Uh, <laughs> condense, your, condense your dissertation down to eight pages, David. Go. Uh, Hitler was terrible. That's my dissertation. Hitler was a piece of shit. Period. Uh, let's. Uh, my Herren, should we grade this mofo? So let's we can do put it, it to bed. I'll go first. This is still a good album. There are still some really good songs on it, but man, in holding it up to the flame of the other Rammstein albums, Rammstein albums, it is uh, lacking. Um, so I'm going to give it a B. Uh, I'm going to be right there with Ben that compared to the previous work, it just doesn't hold up quite as well, but it's still overall, like in a vacuum, it's still be considered a good album mm-hmm. overall. And so you're giving it a B? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, this will shock you. I'm right there with Ben and Tracy. I love me some Hamstein. This is their weakest album, but their weakest album is still a B, in my opinion. So um, it's got some real highlights on it. I mean, obviously, you've, I've listened to it a lot. You're hearing me talk about some of these lyrics, but uh, it's a B. It's a solid B. Uh, and I'm excited for you two to hear, because it sounds like you haven't heard a lot of Libas for Alada. Love is there for everyone. I haven't heard and, any of it. Yeah, I haven't heard any of that one. And, the, and then the, uh, that's, oh, you're in for a treat. And then the untitled one that people usually just call Homshine. But technically, it's not titled at all because they're assholes. Which one is that? The the last one. I thought that was called Deutschland. Oh, never mind. No, Deutschland's that's the, on that album. No, no, Deutschland is the, yeah, that was the lead, the lead single and it's on that album, but the album has no title. Was, that album was called Deutschland too. I'm not gonna lie, but I've heard more of that one than I have this the next album. So, but anyway, I'm looking forward to it because it's yeah. Rammstein. Yeah. All right. What are we doing next? Try next. We are doing a pick for Ben in Dimmable Gears, Pure and Tentacle, Euphoric Misanthropy. Kick ass. Yes, yes. That should be fun. It should be, especially the cover track on it. That's a fucking else. banger of a cover. Love that cover track. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. On Thunderdome Metal Reviews. Uh, blam! Blam, blam. <laughs> 